Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Tuesday, October 31st, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. I really felt with all the news that I saw today, and even though I've been speaking about this for quite a long time, since we started the blog, actually uh, a year ago, not the blog, but the, uh, the podcast, excuse me, a year ago, Today, I need to put some extra things together for you to get off your rear end. Um, And it's because, actually, I saw a couple of the bigger, if you want to call prepper websites, like Canadian Prepper and Full Spectrum Survival, both on YouTube, um, just saying that, you know, the shizzle is hitting the pizzle. You know, the... The stuff is hitting the fan. And excuse, you're going to hear my uh, uh, my windproof golf shirt that I have on because uh, it's a little cool today. We hit freezing overnight. Um, folks, if you have not done anything yet, I mean, if you don't have enough food to make it through at least a couple months, and water, water stored in a way to purify water, you are not thinking right, in my humble opinion. And especially since this is encouraging angels, and I'm talking about and to uh, directly to caregivers and the disabled who, you know, sometimes care for themselves, depending upon, uh, you know, what their level of ability is. You are going to see. I mean, difficulty, excuse, you know, it's cold. My furnace just kicked on. It it makes things a little more noisy. Sorry about that. Uh, God, you're going to be in for such a bad time, in my humble opinion. Such a bad time. And I'm going to to share with you some facts uh, about why, so that hopefully you will get off your rear end today. If you think, because it's Halloween, that things are going to be good. You need to be trusting Jesus Christ and not the satanic powers who in the end have no powers at all. But they do have some power, you know, during uh, their existence. And people don't know that when they give themselves, if they ask the evil powers for power, for favors, is that they end up in the lake of fire. I mean, what is this life really worth compared to eternal life with the Creator, with Jesus Christ? I mean, ask yourself that question. Because there are plenty of people. I mean, look at all the folks with the purple hair and the, and the, the red hair. And if I'm offending somebody, I don't mean to. But I must speak, you know, where a lot of this comes from. And it comes from the influence of witchcraft. 
it comes from the influence of what people think is uh, very benign, but the the occultic influence of films and books and music and everything else, you know, centered around Harry Potter. We now have a young generation that is involved in witchcraft and the occult. You're heading down the road to death. You're heading down the road to death. You are trusting in gods that are little g and not the big G. And only these gods, they called themselves gods. Oh, dogs, how did you? <laughs> I just got assaulted by two dogs. Quit making so much noise, you guys. Okay, I gotta get them back upstairs. Hold on. Okay, I know that to you, it only seems like a second has passed. But my dogs literally busted down the door <laughs> to make it into my little studio. And I had to take them out and deal with them. Now, we have a, a generation of witches. A generation of witches and warlocks. Many of whom are inside our churches. Oh, yes. And that's why we have things like the clergy response teams and people who uh, preach pre-trib uh, rapture, telling everybody everything's going to be okay because, you know, before you suffer anything, God's going to take you out of here. <laughs> Jesus suffered. The, all the apostles suffered. All the prophets suffered. And yet, you know, the believers quote-unquote, are not going to suffer. These are all lies. Um, just like the lies you hear about everything's okay. I mean, like where, where we live, I mean, uh, we're not in town, but I mean, like a, a big, like, reclamation plant closed. And I'm just like, wow, I can't even believe that because one thing... America has is a lot of garbage <laughs> and a lot of scrap. And it's like, you know, it could, all this is leading. Why you need to be prepared. Why you need to be able to survive on your own is basically this simple fact. There will be war. There will be war. There's, of course, a war in the Ukraine, which uh, has gone under the back burner, but which took how, how, how much military expenditure went into the Ukraine? All of our Javelin, you know, shorter fire missiles were like expended there. And it's just untold amounts of stuff elsewhere. The United States left $85 billion of military assets in Afghanistan when they left. Because, you know, they said it was just, you know, it was just cheaper to leave it there. Oh, really? <laughs> $85 billion cheaper? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think for about a billion dollars, you could transport it all. That's my humble opinion. Which have found their way into 
you know, the hands apparently of, you know, Hamas and probably Hezbollah and, uh, you know, all of these actors. I mean, I think that those, that amount of armament, and it's unbelievable, and it's everything. It's airplanes, it's Humvees, it's tanks, it's night vision, it's small arms, it's ammunition, it's medical. It goes on and on and on. I think that made, you know, at least if you say Afghanistan or uh, the Taliban or whoever, made them like the third or fourth largest army in the world. And America did this. America did this. So, of course, you have a war, you know, in Israel. I mean, they have sent, America has sent two large carrier groups. Two large carrier groups. And, of course, we already have bases in the area, in the region. Um, Lots of talk about a draft being reinstated for America. Lots of talk of that. Uh, this thing is, is most likely, most likely going to start getting nuclear. The whole world's coming against Israel and the United States, you know, and the United States has pushed people around long enough as far as the rest of the world is concerned. The rest of the world is tired of being kept under America's thumb through the hegemony of the U.S. dollar, which is now broken. The BRICS nations have constructed an alternative uh, currency system. It is not fully rolled out yet. But I have a feeling that as soon as something major, major breaks, like we're talking like a 9-11 or bigger, um that it will be rolled out and it will have something to do with gold, gold and silver, gold, silver, oil. It will be commodity backed. Uh, it will have some type of, I mean, and in my humble opinion, in my own speculation here, is that the reserve currency will be, um, will be backed with, with gold. And it, we again, we could add something else in there like silver, like uh, like oil, but it will be commodity backed. It will not be a country that can just print money and keep the rest of the world under its thumb and, and have the rest of the world send its goods like televisions and clothing, you know, and electronics to America in return for basically worthless paper. No. The new currency of, of the bricks of the rest of the world will be commodity-backed. The transactional or the settlement currency will most likely will have a tie to the reserve currency and have and be some kind of cryptocurrency. Because as uh, I wrote and linked to the information when I wrote this the week that the Ukrainian war started and it was... Uh, uh, a story titled uh, The Ukraine Will Be the Financial Waterloo. 
you know, of, of uh, the West. You can look that up. Uh, is that Rob Kirby of Kirby Analytics, who is now passed, God bless him, God rest his soul, because that man did not only incredible mathematical work, not only incredible uh, detective work uh, in a financial sense, but he was not afraid to say it. And I think he probably got attacked with, a, you know, uh, a custom-made bioweapon. That would be my, my guess. Um, but he talked about how Bitcoin was being used for settlement. And I think it was to the tune of, uh, I think, about $150 billion a day that equated to $54 trillion a year. So this is how, like, the Russians and the Chinese were getting around a whole lot of stuff. Um, and I, America's clock has been cleaned. Number, so number one, again, there will be war. Because of this war, there's going to be shortages. Shortages of everything. Shortages of food, medicine, etc. Uh, there was conflicting. I, I took a look around this morning. I mean, conflicting um, reports of the the U.S. corn crop. Um. Where first it looked like it was going to be super great, and then you start looking, and um, you know, then it ain't so great. So I am not sure. I don't think it's a hundred percent. It's probably a hundred percent in, but a hundred percent not a hundred percent reported in. Um, and just as a side note here, I actually took some ears of corn. This is down to the personal level, so we're going from macro to micro. Um, and I did this last year, too. But in order for us to actually, because I have a feeling that food will be so expensive and so thinly available, is that you had better, better be growing as much of your food as you can. And so, uh, you know, I am, you know, I, everyone is going to have to become a farmer to some degree. Everyone is going to have to become a farmer to some degree. Because you ain't going to just be able to go to the store like any day that you want. Especially if we get a grid done, good night. So what I have done is that, again, since I did it last year, I'm doing it on a bigger scale this year. But, you know, I've taken ears of corn and um, that are grown locally, you know, to my area and are drying them because if you just let them sit out, because that I am producing my own seeds, my own corn seeds, which are the kernels. Um, oh, how did you guys get down here again? I'm getting a second dog attack. They are like persistent. It is truly nice to have loving dogs. Sometimes they're very uh, uh, boisterous in their show of love for you which I appreciate. 
and my dogs won't turn on me like some people. So that's another conversation. But anyway, uh, drying your own corn, you have to put either put it in some kind of breezeway where animals can't get to it, or put a fan on it like we do. And I just have a little USB fan blown across the corn uh, to dry it out. And it takes about, it, last year it took me probably close to three weeks. I've heard other stories of about two weeks. Um, and it's going well. Uh, they look great, you know, and I just did a, a rough count on how many kernels are on each ear of corn. And, uh, there's about 50 kernels in each row and about 14 rows on each cob. So that's roughly 700. That's 700 seeds just off of one ear of corn. And, uh, you know, I'm drying, I think five or six ears. So it's like 3,300 seeds that we'll have. And uh, fortunately, there's lots of people here with big tractors. I don't have one of those yet. Um, but with big tractors, to be able to do big work, and uh, we have a, a pretty good space to be able to do that. And we had a much more successful garden this year. Folks, you're going to have to do that. Believe me, there's going to be shortages because of these wars. Um and who knows how dire it could get if there's a nu- you know, a nuclear exchange that involves America. And again, this is just speculation. I don't know anything about it. Um, but good night. Uh, if you're just going along like to your job and like you're just playing, I'm going to go to a concert this weekend or go to a bar or get together with my friends and talk about flyers and that. Uh, that's a Pittsburgh accent, just in case you didn't know. A real Pittsburgh accent is like, hey, why don't we get together in that? How about if we go down to Isley and get a chipped ham sandwich, and then uh, may I'll get a skyscraper ice cream cone. You can have a Klondike. We'll go down to the game and see the Stillers, you know, because we know they're going to win, although they didn't last week. Um, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'll uh, just, you know, head through downtown and get over to the south side and that. So, stepping away from the humor for a second, um, again, food shortages. It's going to be shortages of everything. You know what's a big one? Especially, I talk about my caregivers, you know, taking care of disabled folks, whether it's an individual family or an institution, is there are shortages of antibiotics, and it's a broad Broad, broad, broad. I put up a story. You know, I put up, you know, let me back up for a second before I do this because I talked about my foundational statement was there's going to be war. Okay? Now, there's nobody better to tell you whether there is or isn't going to be war than economist Martin Armstrong. Um, Not only has he been around for a long time, he also invented Socrates, his computer, his modeling computer program that the FBI put him in jail for that they wanted, which he would not give them. And so, um, you know, he said today, and I put this, his blog post from Armstrong Economics, onto our blog, AE, Armstrong Economics, onto EA, Encouraging Angels. So here's what he said today. 
We are headed into World War III, as the computer has forecast, starting here in 2023 because all the old tensions in the world between people and nations will tear the world apart. We are witnessing anti-Semitism rising around the world in Russia, the Middle East, Europe, and the Americas. This is extremely dangerous because it crosses all borders and raises old myths that have emerged from Jews and their connection to banking. And he goes on to talk about this. Um, he said, for you see, the Christians and Muslims had the sin of usury. Uh, and usury means basically, you know, or overcharge, like overcharging people when you lend them money. Uh, so they could not engage in banking. That's really what was behind the Protestant Reformation that was usurped and funded by the billionaires of those days who wanted to engage in banking, but would be excommunicated if they did. The Protestant Reformation was funded and eliminated the sin of usury so Christians could enter the banking field. I find that fa fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Um and, and that explains why Martin Luther was actually an anti-Semite. He railed against the Jews. I can't understand that because our, our Messiah, our Deliverer, Jesus Christ, was a Jew. <laughs> There's no getting around that. The whole Bible, every book was written by a Jew. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. However, you know, People can tell you they're Christians and believers, but it's about the money, you know, when we, so, so much of the time. So there's going to be war. I have that. That's up. You can read the whole thing on our, on our blog from the, uh, the link to Martin Armstrong's blog. Because of that war, there's going to be shortages, and there already are shortages. Now, let me go to this other story that I posted on Encouraging Angels today uh, from Staybreck News. Antibiotic shortages are fueling antimicrobial resistance. Scarce supplies of pediatric amoxicillin used to treat strep A made headlines in the United Kingdom late last year as a surge of infections left at least 19 children dead. Um, far from being an outlier, however, such shortfalls are common and pervasive, affecting countries around the world and their consequences for both individuals' health and AMR, which is antimicrobial resistance, spread can be dire. That is because shortages of first-line antibiotics often lead to overuse of those that are specialized or kept in reserve for emergencies. Not only may these substitutes be less effective, but reliance on them increases the risk of drug resistance developing and infections becoming more difficult to treat in the long run. And this is uh, from Manica Belasgarum. He's the executive director of Global Antibiotic Research and Development. So I just wanted to put something. It's a much longer article. Um, and we claim fair use for reading that little bit of it. Folks, I, I did a, a show yesterday. Let me uh, go back here really quick. Go to the blog. 
and our podcast was about the wellness company's emergency wellness kit. And I also had a blog post that takes you right to their website, which allows you for $300. Now, again, I'm not giving medical advice. You actually have to, like, answer questions and have this approved by a doctor, okay? Um, but go to, you know, um, the wellness company's medical emergency kit. The wellness company's emergency medical kit. And tailored for one adult, here's what's inside it. Amoxicillin clavulinate, uh, otherwise known as generic augmentin. Azithromycin, which is genetically known as ZPAC. Doxycycline, metronidazole, which is known as Flagyl. Ivermectin. For those of you uh, who don't believe that it worked on COVID-19, it did for the vast majority of folks. Um, Generic Bactrim. uh, Generic uh, Diflucan. Generic Zofran, and most importantly, an emergency medication guidebook written by the chief medical board um, for safe use of these drugs in an emergency. So for 300 bucks, and actually if you sign up for their emails, I think they'll take 10% off. And if you're a member of the wellness company, you can take 50 bucks off. You can check that out yourself. Um, you can have a broad base of these things and have something to tell you how to, uh, you know, deal with whatever situation you've got that hopefully falls within um, the use of, of those. You are your own first responder. You are your own first responder. You are your own first responder. What happens... When getting to the doctor is extremely difficult or impossible. War can do that. War can do that. You know, we, I have talked <laughs> uh, ad infinitum about um, Jack Lawson's books known as civil defense manual that cover like neighborhood protection team and medical issues and food and and water and communications and uh, night fighting and area study and all the rest of it. 950 pages, two volumes. It's a hundred dollars. What a resource. Go to civildefensemanual.com. You need to be making friends with your neighbors. You know, I know, especially for caregivers, A, they're overwhelmed. B, nobody in general wants to come see you. And I know that's hard to hear, but that's life. That's life taking care of somebody, especially severely disabled, handicapped, or special needs, depending on what what official terminology you want to use. When you're taking care of somebody who needs taken care of, Most people will want to leave that alone. But you know, if you step out just a little bit and reach out to folks somehow, maybe you have a little cookout and invite folks over. Maybe you just make sure that you walk the dogs and, you know, you get a chance to see some folks outside. Um, 
folks, it, you're going to have to depend on those where you live. And again, it would be better to be out in the, you know, out in the country, out where a whole lot of people are not, as opposed to a densely populated urban area, if stuff goes down. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. But again, you're going to have to be your own responsibility, your own first responder, because war is going to make shortages of everything, just like they saw in World War II. It happened shortly after the war started for America, you know, after Pearl Harbor. And, you know, number three, and of course I've talked about and written about this, the dollar is going to be destroyed. The dollar already is being destroyed. Uh, Who's buying our bond? You know, throughout the United States history, but especially... Especially since we went off the gold standard and created the petrodollar in the early 1970s. And for those of you that don't know, the petrodollar really means is that we struck a deal, the United States struck a deal with Saudi Arabia uh, so, so that any transactions for oil must be transacted in U.S. dollars. And it was enforced by men with guns because basically Saudi Arabia bought protection by saying okay to that. Now, um, we have a a very depleted military. I'm not saying it's not powerful. It is powerful and it is big. Um, But the BRICS nations have broken away from that. And they are now trading in oil in other than dollar, OTD. They're trading in local currencies now. So the, the, the air has gone out of the balloon. Since countries no longer need to keep a basket of U.S. dollars in order to make their economy go by buying energy, those dollars are coming home. They're, they're starting to fuel inflation, and they're going to fuel high inflation, if not outright hyperinflation, which is generally described as 50% price increases in one month. That's hyperinflation. You, you see all kind of bad descriptions about what is hyperinflation. Uh, that's basically what it is. I've written on this numerous times. And of course, if you really want to know about hyperinflation, which you're going to experience firsthand, I believe, is to read the book, When Money Dies, by Ferguson. You can find it online. You can find PDFs of the original. He, he updated it in 2010. You can find the originals um, in PDF form online and read it for free. The dollar is going to die. And the, the worst part about this for you, because we're bringing it from macro down to micro. You may be like all my, like my friends. Like I'm, I have a high school reunion coming up pretty soon. Uh, you know, I'm 63. All my friends have worked their whole lives to accumulate whatever they have. Um. You know, as good savers and trying to take care of their family and, and their spouse and, and all of that. I assure you, 
that virtually everything they have is in something that's U.S. dollar-based, and that means stocks or bonds or mutual funds or savings checking in the bank, other bank products. What happens when that dollar hyperinflates, which it's going to, because we have a dishonest government, and I'll put it this way, if they were honest, they would say, hey, we're bankrupt. Um, we're closing the doors, and, uh, you know, you won't be able to pay your bills, and, uh, you know, strong letter to follow. They won't do that. That would be the honest way of handling this. The dishonest way, which is what every government who's had a fiat currency... What is fiat? Fiat is Latin. It means by decree. In other words, they just speak it into existence. They start printing those little pieces of paper. And fiat is as opposed to gold. It cost the U.S. uh, Mint, I think, about 14 cents to print a $100 bill. That's a pretty low cost as opposed to gold which to pull gold out, I'm not sure what the exact cost is these days. I'm going to estimate it to be $1,400, $1,500 an ounce. Um, and I, I don't know the exact number. See, it costs money to pull gold out of the ground because they, they have to have machinery to dig. They have to have diesel to put in the machinery. They have to hire a man or woman to run the machinery. They have to have a viable, you know, back office. And they have to market their product, etc., etc. So gold or silver, you know, platinum, palladium, get into all the precious metals, is a store of value, a store literally of energy that it took to pull it out of the ground, as opposed to fiat money or even something like Bitcoin, which is a limited amount of 21 million Bitcoins, which is nothing. And again, in my humble estimation and my opinion, I'm not, again, I am not giving anyone financial advice, is that Bitcoin is being used for foreign actors to dispose of dollar assets. That is what Bitcoin is being used for. And you know why? I mean, when you have something like Bitcoin that was uh, created by someone with the, the, the nom de plume uh, known as Satoshi Nakamoto, That person has not existed. Nobody knows who that is. You know, in other words, it's bullshit. Excuse my French. I believe that's why Bitcoin. Now, we, you know, people say, oh, we know the dollar's going to crash. Yeah, they, you know, but it came out in two. The global financial crisis happened in 2008. And the other countries of the world said, we will not let this happen again. We will not be, have the sword of Damocles over our head because the United States is so irresponsible. And in 2009, they had the first BRICS meeting. And in you know, August of 2023, you had 
Oh, which BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. And you had six new, um, six new countries join. And I will try to impress you by um, actually reading who they are. Let's see. I actually made a note of this, I think, last month. In August of 23, Iran and five other countries, Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates joined the BRICS alliance. And just as in the early 70s, when Saudi Arabia was there to create the petrodollar, in my humble opinion, when Saudi Arabia joined the BRICS in August of 2023, it marked the end of the petrodollar. And so, all of your savings that are in U.S. dollar-denominated assets, your stocks, your bonds, your mutual fund, your 401k, your 403b, your pension, your bank savings, and your bank checking, among other things that are dollar-denominated, are slated for destruction. This is my humble opinion. And only precious metals that reflect a true value will hold on to value. Now, let me say this, and I mean physical, the ones you can touch, coins, bars, etc., of gold, silver, platinum, palladium, um, you know, the, those precious metals. And, you know, we don't have anything to do with that. You'd have to talk to people like Steve Quayle or Bill Holter uh, or Andy Sheckman at um, Miles Franklin, of who Bill Holter is a representative too. Um, and there's other, plenty of other people. I'm just saying um, I believe that those folks are genuine. If you if you do end up buying, again, just one little talk about precious metals. If you end up buying, do not buy any promises. If you go online and talk to anyone, make sure that it is in stock. In stock, not something coming. And also get to know a local coin dealer where you can see things in your hands. Learn how to determine, you can find this out online, whether precious metals are a counterfeit or not you need to be careful because there are some counterfeits um that are out there um especially from the chinese from what i gather again go to youtube and start looking you know things up and um try try to educate yourself and hopefully you have a good coin dealer who can help you with that as well as well as to look out for you Those people with the coin dealers may end up being what equivocates to a local bank in the time of distress, in my humble opinion. In the initial downdraft of whatever happens, whether we're in a, you know, just a financial depression, we're in a a war-induced depression, as Martin Armstrong said in that blog post I alluded to earlier, is that nobody starts wars when everybody is fat and happy. Wars start, you know, when things are weak, peaked, there's lack of production, etc. That's when wars start. 
which is why you need to gather things, food, water, shelter, energy, like the solar generators we've talked about, uh, and protection. But in the initial downdraft, hey, you better have that stuff. Because if you don't, no amount of money will buy it for you. Because there won't be food. You won't be able to get to the store. There won't be a store open. There won't be anything in the store. At least initially. You have to, if the power is off, which I'm going to get to in a second. If the power is off, you won't be able to have water come out of the tap. You have to have water stored, like just cases of bottled water. That's what Bob Griswold from Ready Made Resources, if you need to buy like survival gear, um, like water filters, call Bob. Call Bob at Ready Made Resources. Look, look him up on the web, Ready Made Resources. Uh, In the initial downdraft, A, you better have those things. Again, food, water, water filtration, water collection like a rain barrel, shelter, energy, and protection. In the initial downdraft, when the dollar really begins to crater, you know, things like gold and silver, in my humble estimation, will probably see a decrease in value. Number one, I think that could happen because when the stock market crashes, you have to sell a whole bunch of stuff to meet margin calls, which there's a lot of people buying stuff on loan that's called margin. You, have, you basically have to, and if you did or do or are, you have to sell $3 of assets to generate $1 to pay off a margin debt. And that means they can come and take your house. If you can't do that, that's why you shouldn't play with that stuff if you don't know what you're doing. And if, you know, you hear this, you might want to reconsider where you are. I'm not giving financial advice to anyone. No personal advice at all. These are just information for your consideration. But in the initial downdraft of a major stark market crash and things induced because of war, what, who knows what, war, pandemic, whatever, uh, I think that the initial values of um, gold, silver, precious metals will be uh, depressed because everything will have to be sold off to, be pay, to pay margin, etc. And people will see that the only things that matter are you know, the things they can touch and the value, of course, of the people around them. Uh, it, it'll take some period of time before the realization of that, you know, precious metals are money and pieces of paper are not. Um, so you can consider now before everybody else figures it out, um, to obtain and and availability of of precious metals is not great uh, you know you talk call bill holter call steve quayle call andy sheckman um they're going to tell you that yeah you can probably like at an individual level you'll be able to right now uh most likely satisfy whatever need you have 
But on a bigger scale, oh no. The Chinese, the Russians, the Indians, uh, you know, everybody, all the central banks around the world have been buying gold and precious metals like it's going out of style. Because they realize what's coming. They realize what has value. Even though they told you, even though, you know, the Federal Reserve called gold a barbarous relic, who it will be a barbarous relic and relegated to the dustbin of history will be the purveyors of fiat. Those who told you that the Federal Reserve is in charge of everything and everything is just fine. Wake up, folks. Wake up, wake up. The final thing I want to see about this, about you know, about your considerations and what you're doing right now, which I'm, I'm saying, you better get your blank together. You can't do it in a day. And, you know, warships are in the oceans with intent. Attacks are happening. Wars around the world. Wars and rumors of war, as the Bible says. You've got to wake up. Now, one of the other things I wanted to to talk about is the grid. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at one story that I pulled up regarding the, uh, the the lack of antibiotics. U.S. syphilis cases are rising, and STD clinics warn they're struggling to find crucial antibiotic. That was from early October. But you know why pay any attention to that? You better check out the wellness company's emergency kit. That's what I say. I'm not giving anybody specific advice. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, Now, this is from Newsmax. Now, I put up this story about the grid being targeted about how terrorists have been targeting U.S. power grid. You say, I don't hear anything about that. Of course, but everybody did hear about the one that happened in North Carolina late last year. I'm going to read a little bit of this. A power grid security watch. This is from Newsmax.com. A power grid security watchdog warns that there is a cadre of neo-Nazi domestic terrorists targeting U.S. power grid with guns and explosives seeking to undermine the American way of life. Now, I don't know anything. They don't, I don't think they make a real case for who these neo-Nazis are. Um, but for sure, the neo-Nazis are located in the Ukraine. You can check out the Azov Brigade, A-Z-O-V, um, and Azov itself, and find out who they are, because the Nazis did not, they, they, when they left Germany, a lot of them went to Ukraine. And of course, a lot of them in Operation Paperclip found their way into leadership roles like Werner von Braun uh, in America. And that, that's just a small microcosm right there. But anyway, the United States has funded, if you were behind the Ukraine war, like you said, yay, and I'm wearing my yellow and blue flag, um, is that, um, you know, those are Nazis. They're neo, they're, you call them neo-Nazis. They're Nazis. Nazis. You can check it out yourself. 
There's plenty of information on the web about that. But so that's why I'm reading this thing from Newsmax. A power grid security watchdog warns there is a cadre of neo-Nazi domestic terrorists targeting U.S. power grid with guns and explosives seeking to undermine the American way of life. U.S. power grid attacks were up 71% last year, according to a Electricity Information Sharing and an Analysis Center, that's E-I-S-A-C, the Daily Mail reported Sunday. The attacks are, are applauded. Online information campaigns that permit terrorists in the U.S. to inflict maximum impact and damage on the U.S. energy grid. North American Electric Reliability Corporation CEO Manny Cancel told the Daily Mail, quote, All the data indicates this trend is going in the wrong direction, unquote, Cancel told the paper. EISAC is the NERC division that oversees power grid security in the U.S., Canada, and the northern portion of Baja, California, Mexico. The past plots are raising fear of expanded attacks on U.S. infrastructure amid the world instability overseas, potentially from hostile foreign actors tied to China, Russia, or Iran, according to the report. The attacks have focused on unguarded smaller substations in the past, but larger targets could be hit, according to Cancel. EISAC reported 4,493 attacks on energy infrastructure between 2020 and it says 202. I think it means 2023. It could be 2022. One of those attacks knocked out power in Moore County, North Carolina, for days in December 2022, leading to the death of an elderly woman left without heat. The medical examiner examiner ruled the death a homicide because of the power outage, according to the report. So, folks, when an official organization tells you Bear with me here. Oh, wow, that's weird. This story just like, did it disappear? Yes, it did. <laughs> wow. But anyway, fortunately, I wrote this number down. There they, this is weird. Okay, that the EISAC reported 4,493 attacks on energy infrastructure. Since 2020, let's put it that way. You had better have a way of having some type of power. And, you know, a gas generator eventually will run out. Um, That's why I think looking at solar makes so much sense especially at a good brand like EcoFlow, like Blue Etty, that's B-L-U-E-T-T-I, like uh, Goal Zero, and like Jackery. Now, there's other ones out there, but those are four big names uh, that have a history. Take a look at those. Um, because you know what's going to happen? If, if there's grid down, that means that there's no electricity over large swaths of the country. 
if not the whole country. Everyone's food in their refrigerators and freezers, which for most people is what they have. After a day or so, they, they, it will spoil. Can you put a number? What, what number and how many billions, dollars, billions of dollars of food will be ruined immediately because of grid down? You can put together a system for, you know, let's say all you have is a refrigerator. I'll bet you could do a system for $500 or less. That means a generator plus a panel so that you could at least run your refrigerator an hour a day. God willing that you have solar and a little bit, you know, more capacity is better because, you know, one day you might have sun, another day you might not have any. Now, if you have a little generator and some gas, that's a good way to actually, you know, A, you can run, you could, on the days where there's no sun, you could use your gas generator to not only run your um, refrigerator for an hour, during that same hour, you charge up your uh, solar generator. You get two things done. You know, like the new stuff from EcoFlow, I mean... They're big systems, and they can charge in like 70 minutes from zero. Amazing. We don't, you know, we don't have uh, really corporate sponsors here. So, you know, I have looked into this, and so I just encourage you to look at it because, you know, folks who are out there taking care of disabled folks and special needs folks, man, there's people who have a need to run medical machines. And if that, that's why... You know, the, the, the studies of what happens when the grid goes down say that 90% of people will be dead in a year. It's because, you know, everybody who um, has a compromised immune system and has needs of, like, medical machinery will just be gone. I mean, so you have to take care of this. Again, you are your own first responder. So all, put all these things together, that there will be war that there will be shortages of everything from food to medicine and just go on after that, all your car parts, etc., gasoline, on and on and on and on. The dollar will be destroyed, in my humble opinion. Already is being destroyed. And the only reason the dollar index had gone up, it's because interest rates are going up. Here's what you need to understand. The, you know, the, the dollar index... The dollar index, I paused there for a second to uh, stop and just get my information straight so I would give you all the good information. Uh, the dollar index is made up uh, of a basket of major currencies, and it's these six. So I want you to really think about this. Here's the, um, besides the the dollar, okay, here is the... Um, the makeup of the dollar index when you see some financial goof uh, quoting the dollar index to you. It's, it's the euro, which is 57% plus. The Japanese yen, 13 plus percent. The pound sterling from Britain, almost 12%. The Canadian dollar, a little over 9%. The Swedish corona, about 4.2%. And 
the uh, Swiss franc. You know what's, what's interesting? The last time I looked at this a couple years ago, the Chinese currency was in there, and it's no longer in there, apparently. This is from uh, TradingView.com that I'm looking at. But all of these countries, you know, it was, you know, the, the DXY, that's the dollar index, was originally developed by the U.S. Federal Reserve in 1973 to provide an external bilateral trade-weighted average value of the U.S. dollar against global currencies. U.S. dollar index goes up when the U.S. dollar gains strength or value compared to other currencies. The following six currencies are used to calculate the index. And I went through those, the euro, the yen, the pound sterling, the, the Canadian dollar, the Swedish corona, and the Swiss franc. Well, basically, you know, they, it, it, <laughs> you know, the demand for dollars goes up when interest rates go up because a higher amount of interest has to be paid back and it's paid back in dollars. So, you know, as interest rates go up, I mean, it's, it's, it has pushed this up. It's only going to work, though, to the point where, you know, you get some real crack uh, in the actual viability of the dollar and dollar. And I believe that that's coming. <clears throat> Pardon me. So just please remember that when you hear about the dollar index going up, Oh, the dollar's strong, the dollar's strong. It, it, the dollar index is being influenced by the interest rates that America is, you know, by the fed, you know, uh, and the market forces pushing interest rates higher. Because it creates a demand for dollars. It also creates a shortage of dollars because the demand has gone up because there's more interest demanding more interest payment. Man, things are going to get so rough. My goodness. So there's going to be war. There's going to be shortages. The dollar's going to be destroyed and the grid's going to be attacked. In my humble opinion, I've, I've kind of laid out my case here for you today. And I've laid out some things on what you can consider to allay those things. Folks, I think I'm going to name this that war is coming and you ain't ready. And especially you caregivers, you're going to have to probably ask for help. Ask for help getting what you need now because it's not going to be there. That's why I said, you know, the value of precious metals, once the dollar collapses, will actually go down because everything will be sold off to meet margin calls, number one, um, and everything will be used to buy up what tangible goods remain. That's why you need to be smart and, and get them now. You know, you need a bag of rice, go get it now, you know. At Costco, it's $13 for 25 pounds. You know, buy it now before it, before it becomes $50 for the same bag, which could happen in a short, short period of time. Remember, war starting. War. War, folks. Uh, I can't say much more on that today as we approach the one-hour mark here. I hope that you consider... Please sharing this podcast. If you have listened to this point, God bless you. 
and share, please. Please click the share button on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify or Podbean or Player FM or Samsung or what have you. Um, hit the share button and send it to a friend. Please also, if you have not done so, would you please follow us? Like follow us on Podbean especially, but follow us on Spotify. You know, um, it makes a difference in our statistics. And, you know, we have been um, uh, censored multiple times on these platforms, folks. I mean, I hate to say that, but uh, censored and censored again. Um, I've written to them about it. and <laughs> So we need your help. We also need, please consider your help. Please support Encouraging Angels. You can give online. Just go to encouragingangels.org. Go to the Donate tab and give online through Cornerstone, a great payment processor, or send something directly to our P.O. box. And, uh, you know, we are a tax-exempt 501c3. Please consult a tax attorney in the applicability of any gift you make uh, as to your tax situation. We're not giving anybody financial advice. War is coming and you're not ready. Please share this. Please share this. Please consider, I would say, please prayerfully consider. And the most important prep is to know Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, go online, since you're online right now, go to BibleGateway.com and go to the, not the book of John, but the gospel of John and read to find out if Jesus Christ really is who he said he was. Well, this is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.